how you doing over there facebook i love y'all i really really do and i missed you guys uh and i hope you had a wonderful and blessed time hey sister joan glad to see you popping in right that's what it's about see i call that evangelism when you're saying I'm not sure how this works. I'm not sure um, how to do this, right? You just hit those three little dots down there. That's evangelizing. You're sharing the word out. Amen. It's just that simple. Hit them three little dots and go, blue doom, blue doom. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tornado, she's on tonight, right? Um, I had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I had a restful week so far. I got me some good rest yesterday. Sometimes I'm telling you, you have to step out of the frame to see the pitch, and you just have to rest up because when you start running, and without fuel, you can't run this race and do it the way it needs to be done. You know, and as Sister Mel said um, on her Saturday broadcast, right, I can't have a that'll do spirit when it comes to the word, when it comes to God. I just can't be like, well, you know what that'll do. Just let me get on and talk about any old thing. However, I can't do it got to get plenty of you now don't know if we can connect next month you know what john i'm gonna pray about that thing and that uh, that that connection from trinidad every time you hit boom it's gonna be like bam right there it's gonna be problem and trouble free right that's how it's gonna go and it looks like i can't tell here um i can see facebook is still connected but it looks like periscope may be having its issues but you know what i'm gonna let it um, keep going. I'm not going to stop it. So you guys let me know if everything is still coming through over there, right? Uh, not today, devil, not today. Uh, let me know guys, if everything is still connected and coming through, right? I see sister Bogan coming into the building. I just want to make sure everything's going right before we get started and get into this. If it's your first time joining me, I go by the name of Tornado. I come in to educate and inspire from a faith-based perspective to help encourage healing of the mind, body, and spirit that may have been damaged from abuse. If you're not familiar with my story, go back, um, check that out almost um not i've calculated it the other day i was having a discussion with a friend and i said man when you really calculate this into years it, ooh, it sounds a lot different so i calculated the amount of years and i calculated 14 and a half years of molestation and then being raped um just before going into my senior year i said my god my god i don't look what i like what i've been through but i'm here to testify about it right i'm here to encourage others to say you can come through this and then adding up and saying all right good good karen and then adding up and saying my gosh you know um, now, um, you guys know the story, right? The molestation and then to rape and then turning away from the very thing that harmed me and coming into a hatred. Oh, I had a hatred, a hatred for men, just even a glance at a man. I just got such anger inside of me. So then being in the homosexual lifestyle for almost 18 and a half, 19 years, maybe longer, because I really tried to sit and calculate, but then God saying, mm -mm, it's time for you to come home my child it's time for you to go back and realize it's time for you to use your testimony and your story and realize this is not the life that i have designed for you this is not your purpose this is time for you to go back through you guys have heard me tell the um i think 
I want my life back. I think I hate men too, but not too much. Oh my God, my God, that's some healing that needs to be done there. Cause I'm telling you guys, I've been there. Um, I have been through it, but once I walked back and started connecting the dots and figuring out, you know, what caused these things, what caused, um, you know, these different emotions, you know, all of the years of the molestation and then the rape and then everything. Yes, Karen. That's why I say my story, your story, you never know who's, um, in a prison and your story and your testimony may be the key that unlocks that. So when I say, you know, my story has so many different branches, so many people that I can reach, you know, not just the person that suffered, endured years of molestation, you know, from someone that was supposed to be a caregiver for so many years and then being raped, I can speak to that rape victim and say, I know how you feel, right? Because a lot of the times when people tell us their stories, we say, oh, I know how you feel. No, no, no. If you haven't been through that thing, if it hasn't been on your back, you can say, oh my gosh, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. How can I listen and how can I help? But you can't say, I know how you feel. But to that person that endured all of those years of molestation, I can say, I know how you feel. I know what it feels like. I know what you're going through, right? Um, to that person that was raped, I can say, I know how you feel. I know what you're going through. I know how your mind starts to talk to you sometimes, right? To that person that's in that homosexual lifestyle and saying, this isn't me. But as I always say, uh, it's just as hard to come out of the closet the second time because you're just as worried about what people are going to say when you start making that transition when you say people can come out of homosexual lifestyle as you're a witness to those in the lifestyle right Karen and that's exactly what I always say, you know, my story, I'm able to reach so many different people. And there are a lot of people out there that are saying, I want out of this, but I don't know how, is it even possible for me to come out of it? And I say, yes, by God's grace, you don't know unless you've walked in those shoes. Right. Exactly. You know, I was never physically, you know, hit, um, you know, used as a punching bag. So I can say to that person, I'm so sorry to hear that, but I can't say, Oh, I know what you're going through. I know how you feel because I was never physically, um, you know, abused that way. Right. So we have to be careful with the words that were used. And sometimes often just being an ear and listening and saying, tell me what you need me to do in order to help you. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't have the right answers. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I don't know, but let me consult somebody, um, that may know somebody that may have a, a solution for you because oftentimes when we try and give our own fleshly solutions, if those solutions aren't based from the word, if it's not, you know, and what we say, if it's not based from the word and you may say, well, Tor, why do you say that? Because God's will is in the word. That's where it's at. That's how you determine, right? That's a big factor in it, right? So as God clearly came to me and spoke to me that night, as I talk about in my book from wondering to walking in faith, breaking the stronghold of abuse. When he clearly came and spoke to my spirit and said, it's time for you to come home. This is not you. It's the, I need you to remember. I understand you clearly remember the things that happened to you, but I need you to walk back and connect the dots so you can come out of this thing and walk and work my will. And that's what I did. Hey, Marilyn, so glad to see you. So to those people that say, um, 
I, I've told you guys the story too. And I, man, my lesson wasn't even meant to go this direction, but clearly somebody out there is meant to hear this. So I'm going to finish this out and then, um, you know, get into the lesson, but you know, I'm not going to stop what the Holy Spirit has going. Cause clearly, uh, this is what he wanted me to talk about. But, um, you know, I'd also talk about in the book, how I had a very high price offer, right? And that's what we say. Money doesn't matter. You know, you can sell your soul for a lot of things. And I had a church, I was on you. I don't know if you guys are familiar. It used to be a platform called uh, Blab and Blab was kind of like a uh, zoom or Periscope, right? Um, but there was many different windows. You could have everybody, you know, in this box and chatting. Uh, so, but Blab and Periscope, people would finish the scope me like, let's go hang out on Blab, right? Um, but anyway, I was on there telling my story one day and I got an offer, a lucrative offer from a church in New York. And I said, okay. And I said, voice where it pays to ask questions. I said, well, what do you want me to talk about? And once, you know, the pastor broke it down to me, I said, so basically you want me to come in and tell your congregation that they can simply just say a prayer and pray to gay away. That's not how any of this works. It, it, it's just not. And I did not agree to do that. I said, so basically you want me to come in and convictualicate. I love that word. Y'all know we make up words around here. I have my own dictionary. You want me to come in and convictualicate your whole congregation and, and tell them, right? Mm -mm. That's not how any of this works in the world, the tornado, because that's not how this thing works. You can be delivered, but there is a process to it. And it's just not as simple as sitting down and kneeling down beside your bed saying lord please take this gay away from my life and then you get up and it's gone it is a process to it and anybody that says otherwise uh the devil is a lie and they are a lie plainly and that's the only way i can put it you guys know we don't sugarcoat around here but it is possible deliverance is possible for anything that has a stronghold over your life you just have to want it and you also have to understand what is god's will what is god's purpose for my life is this truly it and to be moved from that stronghold i sit here and say it is possible after many years of rape molestation and homosexuality to sit here and say that none of that is a stronghold to me right so let Let's get into the lesson, and I hope whoever the Holy Spirit uh, came in uh, <laughs> and, and just went into the broadcast and said, I tell y'all, this is how it go. None of, you can't make this stuff up. The Holy Spirit said, this is what I want you to do, and you have to guide that. A lot of the times we want to suppress that because uh, we're on a schedule, or but this is what you, know, you told me to talk about earlier, Lord, but now you got me talking about this. When the Holy Spirit comes in, you listen. You take that guidance because there's always somebody you never know, you know, because I take these and I repurpose them to YouTube. So it may be meant for somebody on YouTube. It may be meant for somebody on the podcast. It may be for somebody that's sitting watching, you know, they were flipping through watching on their TV on Periscope TV. I have no idea, but whoever the message is for, I know what you went through. I know what you've gone through and I know the feeling. And I sit here to say deliverance and healing is possible, right? So let's get into tonight's lesson. We're talking about that POP relationship. You guys know I love my acronyms, right? That P-O-P -P relationship, the power of prayer. 
the power of prayer. That's that pop, right? When you tell people, yes, I got that snap crackle and that pop periscope sticking, but I'm hearing you. Yeah, I'm noticing um, that it's glitching over here, but you know what's weird is I'm getting a full green over here on this monitor, so I'm not sure what's going with it, right? And you know, it's that old devil. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me take that back. I really been trying to work on saying that, right? Uh, no, that's not going to happen. He gets no credit around here, right? We're going to keep on with the message, right? So we're talking about that POP relationship. And if you don't have faith that you will receive, I like to say, don't spend that time on your knees. Save them, save them, because you have to go in with full faith without a doubt you already have to know when that thought formulates in your mind i got this god has given it to me right it's not going to be a problems and prayer is like one of those great mysterious you know glorious things when you look at it and say my gosh look at the things that prayer unlocks look how powerful it is you know and, and i've seen it not only in my life right in the lives of other praying people. I mean, people, when they say pray without ceasing, people that are constantly, I mean, praying and praying and not just for themselves, they're praying for others, right? Uh, because uh, because you may not realize, you know, our prayers, that's that key that unlocks the doors and windows of heaven, right? That's that way of influencing nations and movements and institutions and churches and change within people's heart, right? You can have somebody that's just downright nasty and you've tried to talk to them and talk to them and talk to them, go into intercession on their behalf, true intercession, truly wanting to see change, right? But you have to go in with that clear heart, right? praying for them with a clear heart. You can't go in praying for them with anger and hatred in your heart because that cancels every, uh, it cancels all of that out. But you, as long as you have that open, clear forgiveness in your heart, interceding on behalf of the nastiest person, ask God to mold their heart, to soften their heart. And I'm telling you, I've seen him work and I've seen the change in a many people. And you don't even have to tell the person, you know what? I prayed for you. You real nasty. You nasty. You don't have to tell them a thing. Just pray for them. Intercede. Stand in the gap for your brother, for your sister. You know, be that CIA that Christian in action and praying that way, right? Now, prayer is a relationship. We know uh, that the foundation of a praying life is God, right? And, and, and a promise is only as good as the person that makes it. What do we have all throughout the 66 books? We have God's promises, right? Again, a promise is only as good as the person that makes it. When you make God, right? When you make knowing him your focus, right? When you create that undoubtful trust, that full faith, right? In his promises, right? The power of prayer, Mm, can move mountains. How I taught on before, when you say, I'm going to speak, how the scripture tells us, speak to the mountains and the mountains will move. When you speak to those mountains, they will truly move. I'm telling you, prayer moves. Prayer makes miracles happen. Prayer, you know, people say, well, I just don't, you know, understand how any of this work. Mm -mm, just get into the word, get into it. And when you're not sure what to pray, as I always instruct, 
pray his word back to him because we know it does not return void. As I taught on earlier in the Facebook group, when the enemy comes, what do we use uh, against the enemy? We use God's word the same way that he did in Matthew 4 and 1 when the devil came to tempt him, right? So why wouldn't we do the same thing, right? So let's look at it here. How can you come to know God more personally and more in, uh, in, in a more intimate fashion, right? So close that when you take a step, you feel him walking with you and you're like, mm, my gosh, my gosh, right? You soak yourself in his word, right? You marinate your life in it, right? Constantly absorbing the truth and the wisdom into your heart. Right now, over in the Standing in the Gap Prayer Warriors and Intercessors, every Thursday, uh, going actually beyond the first of the year, because we're just starting, we're doing a, uh, actually mail, at Fuel by Hope, doing a complete walkthrough in Proverbs, right? So soaking up that wisdom, taking it into your heart. And where does the scripture tell us to put it? in our hearts, right? It's, it's what it tells us. It's right there in the word, right? You live also in uncompromising obedience to him. None of us are perfect. None of us are sin free, right? None of us are sin less, but if we marinate in the word, we soak ourselves in the word, it will help us to sin less a little bit less than we would have without the word, without that guidance, right? That's what I like to say. None of us are sinless, but the word will help us to sin less, right? Some of y'all will get that on the replay, right? Set aside time every day to focus on him without distractions. Again, it doesn't have to be long stretches, you know, three, four hours. If you got that, great. He loves the praise. He loves it. He gonna sit in his ears. He's just gonna be like, oh, mm -mm -mm, I love this, right? But just a few minutes all throughout the day to say thank you God to reverence him to just worship him and say oh thank you thank you you know you may be driving walking along doing laundry whatever it is just give him those few minutes of uninterrupted time without distractions right be in regular fellowship, right? With other believers, other believers who share your passion for knowing him, right? Being in that, having that company of people to say, you know what? Mm, I feel the same way. Being able to bounce thoughts, you know, feelings, different things off of people that are of the same belief, right? Keeping your life open to him, right? through uh through his disciplines right that will help you to know him in a more intimate fashion trust in him spontaneously i'm telling you it'll come you'll get to that point where you're not second guessing and saying man mm, ooh, i know this is my last and if i mm -mm, you'll get to the point that i ain't even worried about it right like uh what was that was that saturday i believe that was saturday because i think i text mail and i said my no i was that sunday it was one of them day i can't remember saturday sunday right but i had uh and, and, it's, and you know and i'm telling you this just to say it can be from big things to small things, right? So I'm sitting there, I cleaned out my closet, I'd taken a bunch of, uh, gotten a bunch of bags together to go over to the Salvation Army. So then I came across a bunch of my stuff that needed dry cleaned and I said, Lord, you know what? This is more of a want right now than a necessity. But then I said, you know what? I'm not worried about it. I'm gonna go ahead because I knew it was almost 50 some dollars worth of dry cleaning, right? And I said, you know what? I'm not gonna worry about it. God gonna take care of this. I ain't gonna even sweat the money that I'm gonna spend, right? Because a lot of it, 
was, um, you know, my church clothes, jackets and blazers and stuff like that stuff that I just don't want to put in the wash. So I said, you know what? God got this. I'm going to go ahead and drop this dry cleaning off and I ain't going to worry about it. So that's what I did. Now, when I went to pick it up, I hand the lady my ticket and I see her. She's kind of looking a little perplexed, you know, about things. And she comes out and she said, Miss Braggs, um, is this $20, uh, credit always tied to your account? Do you always get this discount? I said, I don't know, but I ain't gonna worry about it, but thank you for it though. So, you know, just goes to show when we have faith, no matter how big, no matter how small it is, it always works itself out. So let's get back into it. We were talking about that intimate relationship. Quick recap, right? For those coming in on part two, you let your life marinate in the word. As they say, we should be walking examples, right? We should just have light beaming from us. I'm telling you guys, I love watching Karen on her cooking scopes, you know, not only, you know, she given us the wonderful lifestyle examples to live by, but she's also showing us by the Christian lifestyle, that CIA walk that she does, right? So it's, it, it makes it even better, you know, when you're watching the cooking scopes, you're like, man, now that's a woman of God that's there cooking, right? And Karen, she sticks with her faith. I'm telling you, if you guys have never been in her scopes, if somebody comes in, she's like, nope. This is my word. This is what my word says. And I am sticking to it, right? We cannot waver. So glad to see you, Mother Clark. I've missed you, love right? Keeping ourselves open to him through the disciplines of his word, right? We'll come to know him more intimately. When we, uh, when we step, he steps. When he steps, we step according to the word and his will, right? And we'll get to that point where it's spontaneous. And I don't know how much you guys caught. Hey, Sandra, glad to see you. When I was telling you guys, um, no matter what it is, whether it's a, you know, a big situation or a small situation, have faith. Cause when I took that 50 some dollars worth of dry cleaning, you know, I knew I was like, man, I could really use this for something else. I really should use this for something else. And for a second, I went to doubt, but no, I didn't. I threw all of that dry cleaning into the bag, took it over there to the dry cleaners and said, Lord, we'll work this out. I am not worried about it. And I was kind of talking to myself as I went through the door, you know, and the lady kind of looked up and I said, mm -hmm. she said, can I help you? Yes, ma'am, you can. I need all of this bag of stuff dry clean. And, but now the thing about it is, you know, because of that faith, when I picked it up, uh, and I handed the lady my, my ticket and she, I see her kind of scratching her head and she comes back out and she said, uh, Miss Sprags, she says this discount tied to your account all the time, this, uh, $20, uh, discount. And, and I said, well, you know what, honey? I said, I don't know, but I'm gonna thank the Lord. Praise God. Right. So when she gave me the total, I said, well, what's my total? She said $19 and 87 cent. And I looked and she's standing there holding all this dry cleaning. I said, $19 and 87 cent. Praise God. I knew you would do it. I wasn't worried about it at all. Right. So, and again, that just goes to show we never know what form we're going to get it back in. It doesn't look like we expect it a lot of the times. It doesn't look like we may want it to look, but that came back to me in the form of that discount, right? So I just, I brought my happy little self home with all my dry cleaning and hung it up inside. And I came in, I said, Kirsten, I got all of this done for $19. This should have been $50 worth of dry cleaning, praise God. And so, you know, you just never know, right? But have that faith no matter what it is, right? 
Also, you will find that you've moved from saying your prayers to living your prayers. You'll, you'll, I'm going to say that again. You will realize once you have strengthened that pop relationship, that power of prayer and built that relationship with God, you'll realize that you are no longer just saying your prayers. You remember how your grandma used to be like, say your prayers before you go to bed and you get down there and you'd be like, now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul to keep everybody know that one, right? But <laughs> you know, as you graduate on, like I said, you know, we can stay at that elementary level and God will, you know, bend down and say, you know what? My child is, God will meet us at that elementary level. But when we start to elevate ourselves in prayer, getting more and more to it, stop being afraid to really embrace that pop relationship, that power of prayer and elevate ourselves spiritually in prayer. He going to be like, oh, look at her. She graduating up. Oh, look at him. He is really growing in my word, right? So, and you'll realize at that point, the more that you're doing it and building that relationship, you're not just saying your prayers, you are living your prayers every single moment of every single day. Hey, Charles, glad to see you. Glad, so glad to see you, right? And let's look here. And, and, and another saying that I adopted, right? Uh, and, and, and I didn't make this one up. I, it didn't have a credit for who said it, but strength in, uh, strength in prayer is greater than length in prayer. Strength in your prayers is greater than the length. Again, you don't have to get down and, and just go and go and go and go like them old deacons. Woohoo! Them old Baptist deacons, they could pray for five, six, seven hours, ten hours. You know, you remember them revivals that they talk about back in the day, Smith Wigglesworth and uh Charles Mason and all of them when the big revivals came about. And I mean, and people was just praying, you know, 10 hours, 20 hours, you know, two days just going and going and going. None stop right strength in prayer is greater than the length but the more that you do it you'll find yourself you'll be like you'll come out of it and you'll be like oh my goodness I started praying at one it's 4 30 it's five o'clock you know but you can't <laughs> sit there and, and, and just say, well, you know what? Uh, let me just throw something together. Mm -mm. Take that time. As I said before, that uninterrupted distraction. And even if it's a little short verse of a little 30 second prayer, if it's true in heart, if you're saying it with true faith, the Lord receives that just the same because you have that strength and that unwavering belief. Hey, Mel, Mel, glad to see you. Right. And I'm going to go through here real quick. And if you want to, a lot of people, uh, you know, in that new Testament, if you want to pray what the early church prayed for, I'm going to go through this list, right? And I'm going to try and get through them here for you, right? So you can write them down. The first one comes out of Matthew six and nine. This is a prayer that God would exalt his name in the world. When you're saying God show up and show out Matthew six and nine, right? Our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's your prayer. Pray that God would exalt his name in the world. Start it with our father in heaven, hallowed be 
thy name, right? If you're praying that you want God to extend his kingdom, and as always, the replays will be there. You know, sorry, Periscope, this is in two parts. You know, by the time it makes it over to you on YouTube, I'm going to put it together all in one video. Uh, Facebook Live, you getting it all in one video, but... um praying that God would extend his kingdom in the world, right? That's Matthew 6 and 10. Again, Matthew 6 and 10 for those that want to come back and take notes that, you know, aren't taking them down now. Praying that God would extend his kingdom in the world. Where does it say? Matthew 6, 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm telling you, every solution, every answer, every piece of guidance is right in the word. All the prayers that you want answered is right in the word. Pray the word back to him. I'm going to keep on saying it because that's how this works. It just makes me excited, y'all. Second Thessalonians 3 and 1. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 1. Thank you, Jawaru, for putting that in there. Welcome, Janice, right? Um, if you want to pray that the gospel would speed ahead, if you want to pray that people truly start to honor the gospel, that it just moves and encapsulates any and everything as it spreads out, right? Just like that ripple effect. Your prayer is 2 Thessalonians 3 and 1. Finally, brothers, Pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you, right? And I'm pulling these from the NLT because it really breaks it down and brings them to life, right? Pray that the gospel would speed ahead and be honored. That's 2 Thessalonians 3 and 1. And then if you're wanting the thing I love to do, I say combine them all together. Go through, put them all together to where you automatically can start calling them off and you can start living the prayers instead of just saying the prayers, right? If you want fullness, fullness of the Holy Spirit. You can go to Luke 11 and 13. You can also um, juxtapose and put that with Ephesians 3 and 19. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? If you want that Holy Spirit, if you want to worship the Holy Spirit, and if you want that fullness of the Holy Spirit, pray his word back. Luke 11 and 13. If you then who are evil know how to get good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him, say, Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit, right? If you want to uh, pray that God would vindicate people, vindicate his people in the cause, if you're in a cause, right? If it's in accordance with his will, you go to Luke 18 and 7 and say, Father God, the scripture says, and will not God vindicate his elect who cry to him day and night, right? So when you're sitting as I talked about in part one of this, the way I used to sit filled with hatred, vinegar, right? J just miserable, depressed, you know, cloaked in shame, blame, and guilt, and wanting some of the worst things to happen, you know, to the men that did those things to me, right? But then after you know, being filled with that Holy Spirit, you know, and opening myself up to God and saying, mm -mm, that's not what his word says. His word says to let him handle it. And will God not vindicate? his elect who cry to him day and 
night, right? So you let that thing go and give it to him and say, God, your word says right here, and I know I stand in your promises. I stand with faith because Luke 18 and 7 tells me, will not God vindicate his elect to cry to him day and night? Mm -hmm. I sit here as a testimony to tell you it works, that pop relationship, that power of prayer, right? If you want to pray, if you got somebody and you're like, man, I really want them to come a believer. I really want their heart softened. I I really want them to be be, be encompassed with the uh, with the things that God has for their lives. You go to Romans ten and one, and that's what you pray in intercession on their behalf. Uh, um, brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. That's Romans 10 and 1. So that list, make you a list of people. If you want God to step into their lives and soften their hearts, if you want God to, um, to show them, if you want them to open up, to be able to say, God, you know, want them to say for themselves, what is the purpose for my life? Maybe I need to consult God's word and see what his will is for you. Pray that prayer for him. Romans 10 and 1. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved, right? If you want to pray that God would direct the use of the sword, right? Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. That's Ephesians 6. That's a popular one. Ephesians 6 verses 17 and 18, right? Pray that God would direct the use of the word. God, how would you have me to use this? Where does this apply? Show me where I can use this portion of your word. How can I use this sword of the spirit, right? If you want boldness in proclamation, you go to Acts 4 and 29. Acts 4 and 29, praying for boldness in proclamation. Scripture says, pray at all times in the spirit. And also for me, the words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. That's Ephesians 6, 18 and 19. And you can't go wrong there when you're saying, Lord, I don't know how to deliver this. I, I, I'm not sure how this message is going to go through. I hear that a lot of times I want to speak up. I'm not sure how to do it. I'm not sure how I'm going to be received, right? You have so many um closet Christians, right? Pray Ephesians 6, 18 through 19. Pray at all times in the spirit. Key word there, all times, not sometime, not maybe, not every now and then. It says pray at all times in the spirit. And also for me, that the words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Then you can put in Acts 4:29 and now Lord look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. That way as they say I didn't utter, mutter or stutter. I just gave you the scripture. That's what the word says. Mhm. I'm not making it up, right? When people try and say but but uh uh but that's what the word says. Mm -hmm. It's right here. Let's go. You want me to go over it again? Right? That's how you do it. If, if you're praying and you want to see those signs and wonders, remember, you got to have that belief, though, that unwavering faith, praying for signs and wonders. Your scriptures are Acts 4, 29 and 30, and James 5, 17 and 18. 
Here we go. And now, Lord, grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Mm. And that is put in James. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed fervently uh, that it might not remember. Elijah went in and he prayed that it might not rain for three years and six months and it did not rain, right? Then he prayed again and heaven gave the rain and the earth bore its fruit, right? That's your part. Put James 5, 17 through 18, right? If you want to pray for healing for wounded comrades, it's right there in the scripture. Look at James 5. 14 through 15, right? Let, uh, let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. James 5, 14 and 15, right? I'm telling y'all, mm, mm, and I don't know, actually, no, I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to split it because I still got, it's one of them Baptist nights, y'all. <laughs> I still got six more pages. I really, really do, right? Praying for the healing of unbelievers. That's Acts 28 and 8. It, it happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery, right? And Paul visited him and prayed and put hands on him and healed him, right? Acts 28 and 8. That's your reference scripture to go and pull. You had a lot of people saying, look, I, I got these demons on me. I got these things around me. You go to Mark 9 and 29, right? And he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. Mm -hmm. It's right there in the scripture, Mark 9 and 29, right? You want to pray for miraculous deliverances. You want to see it move. Remember though, in accordance with his will, in his word, and having unwavering faith and belief, right? Remember Peter, kept in prison. His honest prayer uh, for him was made to God. You remember by the church when he realized though that he had been freed and then he went to the house of Mary. The, uh, you remember the mother of John whose uh, other name was Mark. You remember that? Uh, where many were gathered together and were praying. And that's over in Acts 12, uh, 5 and also verse 12. And then remember about midnight, if you look at Acts 16, 25 through 26, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners listening to them. And what was there suddenly? A great quake praying for those miraculous deliverances. You go into Acts 12, right? Acts 12 and Acts um, chapter 16. That's going to get you where you need to go for those deliverances, right? Praying uh, God to supply those necessities. Hey, Mama Moses, glad to see you. You want those necessities, right? Matthew 6 and 11, a simple, simple passage. Give us this day our daily bread, right? We've all said it. We all know it. Praying, asking for those necessities. Give us this day our daily bread, one day at a time. You know, sometimes we go into scarcity mode and I know I've done it. I go over to the store and I just want bread, 
I want me some honey, peanut butter, something simple. Next thing I come out of there and I'm like, now how did I come over for this? And all I have, uh, how did I end up with three carts of groceries? How? When all I went was for two things and we go into that scarcity mode, right? But if we just simply say, Father God, give us this day our daily bread. Worry about it one day at a time. But we go into scarcity mode. I remember, what was that mail a few weeks ago when I said, now how did I go to, what did I, I don't even remember what I went for. But I remember texting mail and saying, how did I just come out of there and spend a hundred and some dollars and I only went over there for a couple of things. That's not how any of that was supposed to work. Before I went into that store, I should have said, God, give me this day for my daily bread. Matthew 6, 11. Give us this day our daily bread, right? Praying for just the simple necessities. But I went in there and just got stuff, stuff that's sitting in there that's probably going to get freezer burnt that I didn't even need, didn't even want when I went over there. That's how we get trapped up, right? Hey, God's miracle. Welcome, welcome, right? Mama Moses, give me that daily manna. All right, who else did I see come in? Beloved, also over, I see Janice switch sanctuaries. Hey, Jennifer, also, right? Strategic wisdom. You said, man... I don't know what angle, how to take this from. Don't worry about it yourself. Go right to the scripture, right? Go to James 1 and 5 and pray for strategic wisdom. That's James 1 and 5. Thank you, thank you for the super hearts. Thank you, right, for that strategic wisdom. Here's how it goes. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. So don't sit there and worry about it. Don't sit there trying to come out and put you up a whole, uh, what do they call them, war boards and trying to figure all this stuff out. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I said, Lord, I'm going to have to go into prayer right now for strategic wisdom. James 1 and 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that passage right there. Right? You want to pray? You said, Lord, it's some leadership. It's some stuff that this just ain't right. What's going on around here? You want to pray for leadership instead of sitting there saying, you know what? I don't like the way mother is running this church. I don't like the way the deacons is running it. I don't like the way the bishops is running it. I don't like the way my supervisor is running things on this job. I just don't like any of this. Go into prayer about that thing, right? Acts 14 and 23. That's your prayer to go for it. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they believe and ask God, establish the leadership, guide the leadership. I see male switch sanctuaries over there, right? That's how you go in and pray and ask God, Lord, fix this leadership, right? Because mumbling and grumbling, we know ain't gonna do nothing about it. Just take it right to the word. Take it right in prayer. That's how you handle it, right? You want God to send out them reinforcements. You feel like you need a little backup, right? You remember when Elijah and they were standing there, you remember the servant came out and he was like, whoa, whoa, what are we going to do? It's just us. And remember when he said, Lord, open his eyes. Lord, please open his eyes. And you remember when, when he opened his eyes to see, remember the army, right? Everybody that was around and he was like, ooh, look at him. Oh, we got back up now. Bring it up. Bring it on. Y'all remember that? One of my favorite uh, passages to teach and talk on. I love that passage, right? So when we want God to, 
to send those re reinforcements when we need that backup right that's when you go to Matthew 9 and 38 and then you say you know what mm, I'm gonna add a little reinforcement to Matthew 9 and 38 and I'm gonna bring in Acts 13 2 and 3 therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest lord you got me working on this lord you got me on this job these people is crazy they're driving me crazy it seems like i can't get, I, I can't move no matter which way i try and go i'm being hit from every direction lord you know i'm trying to do your will inside of this church building y'all know i do building because we are the church right the body of christ so when you know you are on God's will, when you know you are on God's purpose, but you need that reinforcement, right? You need that. You go in Matthew 9, 38 and pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Say, Lord, you want me to do this thing? I'm going to need you to send me some people that's going to back up, people that's going to lift me up, people that are going to motivate me because these people over here, they trying to bring me down. It's tears in the wheat and I need you to send me some laborers out here to help me with this thing right that way when you know i was trying to do so many things and along came male along came standing in the gap along came joan along came mama moses many many people that i can go to and say lord send out the laborers i need help I need help with this thing. Don't sit and try and do it on your own. The word is there. That's all the help right there, right? And remember, let's look here. Uh, remember Barnabas, right? Uh, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me and Barnabas, for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Mm-hmm. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So those reinforcements said, Lord, set apart the people for me that are that are designated to help me with my ministry, to help me on this job, to help me do your work, to help me carry out your purpose. That's calling for your reinforcement, right? Then go in pray for the success of other missionaries when you see people out there doing the leg work right out in the highways and the byways when you see people packing up they don't have much themselves but they're taking what they have and they're going out into the highways and byways with it they're going over onto other continents they're going over onto other countries right and doing that work. Go into Romans 15, 30 and 31, because we remember it's about also exalting our brothers and sisters, right? Holding them up and covering them and praying for the success of those missionaries. So that's when you come in with Matt, uh, with Romans 15. I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf, that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea and that my service in Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, right? Pray for people when you see them doing it. Instead of turning your nose up, oh, there go Mama Moses again, going down there to that shelter. What she thinks she gonna do, right? Those people that seeing her should be exalting her, should be holding her up, should be saying, mm, Lord, let me pray for your missionary that's going out there doing the work. Let me pray for your evangelist, right? When Joan and Mel 
They're out there. They're holding their events each year, right? I sit and pray on behalf of them. Father God, pray for them, right? Hold them up that their service may be acceptable to the saints. That's how that works instead of sitting sidewinded, looking and saying, well, you know what? I think I could have put on that gala a little bit better. That one, mm-mm. They didn't even have the tablecloths, right? I didn't even like the food that they served at the banquet. That's not how any of this works as a CIA. For those of you just joined me, that's CIA. That's a Christian in action. That's not how any of that works. Lift your brothers and sisters up, right? When you see them out doing that work in the highways and byways, right? You want unity. We see all the discord, all the hatred, all the just craziness that's going on right now in this United States of America and abroad, right? Pray for unity and harmony in the ranks. You go in and you pull out and you say, Lord, I'm going to flip over here to John. Mm-hmm. Yep, I want John 17, 20, and 21. Here it is. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me, right? They need to stop talking and start helping, right? So praying for that unity and harmony in the ranks so that the world may believe that you have sent me. You want to back that up and pray for encouragement and togetherness. When you're saying, man, I really need, I, mm, it's a lot of discord right now. Everything's all out of sorts. You can go right to 1 Thessalonians 3 and 10. 1 Thessalonians 3 and 10, we pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. We pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith, right? If you want to pray, for that knowledge of God's will. That's one that I get a lot. Tor, I don't know my purpose. I don't know what God's will is in my life. I, I don't understand. You go to Colossians 1 and 9. And if it's the only thing that you pray from sun up to sundown, from sun up to set that sundown, set an alarm, right? Go back, watch the videos that I did on the prayer watches, right? There's different prayer watch times. See which time you need to go within and, and, and pray during that time. Set an alarm to get up, right? Right? The same way you set that alarm to get up for that job, set an alarm for that prayer watch time to pray for knowledge of God's will. Colossians 1 and 9. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Pray for God to give you that spiritual wisdom and understanding. Give that scripture back over and over and over and over until it's just embedded. Somebody asks you, how you doing today? You start quoting them the scripture and be like, oh, wait a minute, I'm fine. Ooh, I just said Colossians so much, so that's just what's coming out, right? And asking for that knowledge of what God's will is, Colossians 1 and 9. A lot of people say, I feel like I don't know God. I feel like I'm a little bit detached. You go in with Colossians 1 and 10, 
And you can put Ephesians 1 and 17 with that. We have not ceased to pray for you to be increasing in the knowledge of God. Colossians 1 and 10, right? That also goes with 1 and 9 for God's will. Pray to know God better. We have not ceased to pray for you to be increasing in the knowledge of God. A lot of people say, I just don't understand how God can love me like this. I'm just a worthless piece of flesh. I'm a sinner. We've all sinned and fallen short, right? Go in. I bow my knees before the Father that you may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Ephesians 3 and 14. Read that scripture. Soak it in. Read it through and then and ask for God. God, help me to understand. Give me the wisdom to be able to understand and comprehend the the love that he has for me. I just can't understand how he can love, oh, worthless, oh, tarnish me. For years, I said, how can... You know, how can God love somebody as tarnished as me? How can God love somebody with as much hatred and ice around uh, around their heart as I have, as much hatred as I have for man against man, this lifestyle that I'm living? How can God love me? Ephesians 3 and 14. Mm -hmm. Get into that scripture right there, right? If you want a deeper sense of assured hope, Ephesians 1 and 16. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, asking and praying for that assured hope, right? If you say, Lord, Keep my faith, keep my faith, keep my faith. I need to keep my faith. You're praying that faith may not be destroyed. Luke 22 and 32. That's Luke 22 and 32. I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. There it is right there, Luke 22 and 32. When you feel like your faith, hey, Natasha, may be wavering a little bit. When it may feel like, ooh, I might be on a little shaky ground right now, you go in and you grab Luke 22 and 32. I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. When that brother or sister, that fellow person comes to you and they're like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I, I feel like I, I, I'm about to fall right now. Oh, mm, yeah, I've been backslidden. I'm going through a lot. I ain't going to be able to make it. Say, hold on, hold on. And you pray that for them. I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Luke 22 and 32. Mm -hmm. Right? We got favor all day long, right? If you want to pray for forgiveness of your sins, one that we all know, Matthew 6, 12. Forgive us our debts as we've also forgiven our debtors. A lot of people like to take that one again and, and relate that to finances, right? Mm-hmm. Well, forgive my debts, right, as we've forgiven our debtors. No, no, no. That is in accordance with our sin. 
my faith may not and shall not fail, right? Come on, beloved of Luke, uh, uh, that's Luke 22 and 33. Your faith shall not fail, right? Praying for that forgiveness of your sins. Simple prayer. You can say it over and over and over and over in your head. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Forgive us our debts that we have all, as we have also forgiven our debtors, right? Uh, if you want to pray, and said, Lord, I want to do good. Help me to continue to do good, Lord. I, I want to do good. I want to be pleasing to you. Help me to so put out good fruit, right? Help my tree to just blossom with fruit that just glorifies your name. Colossians 1 and 10. We have not ceased to pray for you that you would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work. Go in and pray it back. Colossians 1 and 10. Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work. Pray to him that everything that you do is good work, that the work is pleasing to him, that you bear good fruit, right? Because we know a tree by the fruit that it bears, right? And have faith, have unwavering faith. Y'all remember, who remembers when God uh, went by, when, when Jesus was walking by and he cussed that fig tree? Anybody remember that? Does anybody remember when he cussed out the fig tree? The poor little fig tree was just sitting there minding this business. Anybody remember that fig tree incident? And if you remember, he cussed that fig tree and he went on about his business. But then remember when they made that trip back by, right? They were strolling and, and the disciples said, hold on. Uh, ain't that tree? Ain't that the tree that you cussed over there? Ain't that the tree? And he said, yeah, that's the tree. Now, think about it like this. When he cursed that tree, did he stay around to look to see if that tree was going to wither and die. No, because he had faith that what he had spoke to that tree was going to come forward. So that same way, when we speak to God, we have that same faith. Then the disciples was really like, oh my goodness. But he didn't wait around. He already knew. Remember when they passed the tree coming back? He didn't look at it. But the disciples was like, hold on, Peter, look, hey, John. Come here. Ain't that that tree that he cut? Look at the tree. Look at the tree. That thing dead. <laughs> but he didn't stay around and wait. He kept on about his business. That's the way we need to be with this pop relationship. The power of prayer. We know his promises are going to come back. We know that our God stands on his word. So when we put these prayers down, when we lay the foundation, we go on about our business. I'm telling y'all, I don't sit here wallowing. Yes, I always speak and decree that I'm bearing and producing divine, exceptional, and juicy fruit. Amen. Amen. That's the way you got to do it. I'm telling y'all, I don't sit around here and wallow and oh, should have oh Lord, I hope. Mm -mm. I got too many things to do. I got too many good works to get out there and do. I got too many things to do to, uh, to go out and glorify his name than to sit around. I drop the prayer and move because I know the same way he knew when he cussed that tree that he didn't have to sit there and wait. Oh, come on, tree. Are you going to wither? With a tree, are you going with her? Don't make me look. 
Mm. He went on about his business. And when he came back, he walked on by. He wasn't thinking about that old burn up tree, that old cussed up tree. <laughs> but the disciples was like, look at, oh, wait, y'all see? And they was like, hey, hey, uh, Jesus did. He's like, uh-huh, come on. We got other thing. I know I already done cussed that tree. That tree did exactly what I wanted it to do when I said it and kept on walking. That's the same way we need to be. Drop the prayer, go, and go with faith, right? And be ready for the next prayer. Have the next one ready, right? Pray with great faith, right? Mark 9 and 24. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. Pray with great faith. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. Mark 9, 24. And if you want to put a little Ephesians 3, 17 with that one, mm-hmm, that'll give you that boost, right? That'll give you that boost. So we about to close this out, right? And, and I just want to say, prayer is an openness. Prayer is an openness to an awareness of God's presence and, and just his power, his, just the magnification of it, right? How, how sovereign, how omnipotent he is, how amazing he is, right? Everything in the universe, everything is his and is at his command, right? He loves us. And he wants that intimate relationship. And it's so simple to build it. People just like to convoluticate it. Oftentimes, some people, they want to start it, but they don't, you know, they feel, well, you know what? It's like in class, when you knew you had a question, you didn't understand none of that calculus or that algebra, any of them darn boxes and trilelograms and parallelograms that them professors and them teachers was putting on the board. But... Because we didn't want to be made fun of, we sat there like we knew exactly what they were saying. Didn't know a word they were saying because we were too afraid to speak up. A lot of people are that same way in prayer. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. I just need some help. That's what we do. That's what we're here for, right? Just say, you know what? That, mm. I just need some help. I need a little bit of greater understanding. And the person that you go through, go to, if they're true, CIA, they be like, girl, come on, come on. Let me, let me show you. Let me show you how to do it. Let me, let's just talk about it. Let's just walk through. Just start with this little part right here. It's just that simple. It should be just that welcoming, right? Nobody should leave, uh, be pushed away from the word or turned away, right? And feel like, I just don't know how to do this. Uh, I just don't feel like I'm doing this right, right? When I say when you're not sure, just pray his word back to him. And hopefully some of the examples that I've given throughout uh, out this um, tonight will help you, you know, to go back. As I said, the replay will be there. You can go back. You can pull the passages. You can uh, refer to them, right? Um, but God is waiting, right? He's waiting on you to ask, right? Because he's waiting on us to ask. Because until we see the need, he can't recognize the supply. Once we see and feel the need, 
he honors and recognizes his supply, right? That's when he will come and say, you know what? You asked, I already knew what you needed before you asked. But now that you asked, here you go. Yep, that's how this works, right? He waits for you to turn to him as the one and only source. The one and only source. And I close this out by saying, anchor yourself. Anchor yourself in prayer. Anchor yourself in prayer and build that intimate relationship. Strengthen that pop relationship, that power of prayer. And once you've anchored yourself to the throne of God, shorten the rope. Shorten the rope. Because there'll never be a need to lengthen it back out again and walk away and give yourself some room there. Shorten the rope. Once you've anchored yourself in prayer, and to the throne, shorten the rope. I love you guys. I hope you heard something that maybe lifted your spirits. I hope you heard something that maybe you can go out and evangelize and use um, something that may make you sleep a little bit better. Something that maybe once the broadcast is done, you'll be like, I got to go back and check that. Because like I said, don't take my word for it. Check the receipts. Mm-hmm. Go through the 66. Oh, that kind of, look how they kind of did that. Go through the 66 books. Check the receipts. Don't just take my word. The scripture says study to show thyself approved. But y'all know I'm not going to give you a bad word. Not intentionally. Mm-mm, not intentionally. That's why I study to show myself approved before I try and come and give you the word. Right? I love you guys. Until next time. Walk good. Do good. Be good. Y'all know how we do it. Tornado. I'm out of here. You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.